0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Dark Parts, a show where we explore the darkest parts of history, the world, and your mind. I'm your host, Heath, and with me today, as always, is the lovely Queen of Scream, Daphne. How are you doing today, Daphne? I'm doing really well, Heath. I have, like, coffee anxiety right now. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing amazing.
1: I am so glad with all this feedback we've been getting on this show so far from our first three episodes. Everyone is being so nice. We got some really nice comments. So thank you guys so much. We're so glad you're liking the show.
0: Yes, and today's subject holds more truth than fiction and is probably the most terrifying story we've covered yet on this show. If you're a person who suffers from taphophobia, and you might ask, what is taphophobia? Well, that would be the fear of being buried alive.
1: When you told me that you wanted to cover this subject, I immediately felt sick to my stomach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is a fear that, unfortunately, throughout history has been all too real. So, claustrophobics beware, because today, we take a deep dive, well, about a six-foot dive, into the unsettling tales of being buried alive.
1: Let's first take a look at the history of premature burial. Asphyxiation dehydration, starvation, and hypothermia all seem to be likely suspects that lead to the accidental process of premature burial. But these burials weren't always accidental. In fact, sometimes they were very intentional and the highest form of execution, which sucks. Oh my God. They really knew what they were doing. Yeah. A bunch of
0: assholes back then. Jeez. So really quick, a
1: Vestal Virgin is somebody who vows to be celibate for their lifetime. So in ancient Rome, a Vestal Virgin who broke their vow of celibacy would be sealed inside a cave where she would be left to die. During the Holy Roman Empire, the rape of a Virgin would be punished by live burial as well. Other offenses included infanticide and theft. During the Qin Shi Huang dynasty around 212 BC, 460 Confucian scholars were reportedly buried alive, although there was some skepticism surrounding this. In ancient Germany, a form of capital punishment was to be strapped to a wicker frame and pushed face down into the mud until your body was completely consumed and you essentially suffocated to death. These forms of execution are among the most brutal due to the victim's psychological and physical torment that they received. Imagine complete darkness, extreme panic, and weaning oxygen.
0: That sounds absolutely horrifying.
1: Well, which is why the whole buried alive thing is so hard for us to think about because being trapped and being that helpless is just unimaginable.
0: Yeah. And not to mention that this was like a punishment. So it's like I don't know if there's any scarier punishment out there.
1: Right. I mean, think about it. It's pitch black. Your oxygen is depleting. You're stuck in this small space. The fact that they thought of this to be a form of execution in order to torture people, like, man, they were fucked up.
0: Yeah. We just have to remember that, like, these ancient people really didn't give any fucks and they did not care. They were pretty pretty brutal when it came to executing people.
1: We're so lucky not to be living back then.
0: Oh, man. I mean, and even not only that, but think about like, you know, the form of execution where your limbs are literally tied to different horses and the horses run in each direction, literally ripping you in half. Like, so scary. So anyway, moving forward in time, the 18th and 19th centuries saw the rise of premature burial fear due to the fact that embalming practices hadn't quite made its mainstream debut. And without the time that was taken to embalm an individual, which would most likely give you your answer to whether or not this person is actually dead, people were typically buried not long after being pronounced dead, which of course would lead to, you guessed it, being buried alive. These unfortunate mistakes led to many tales being told regarding the issue. Here's one scary story that I found on a site called The Ninth Circle of Horror that might creep you guys out. Can I read it? Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Okay. In the early 1800s, there lived an old man who had been happily married to his wife for over 50 years. When his wife was pronounced dead by the doctor, he couldn't believe it to be true and he had to be dragged away from her body. The old man was so upset and hysterical, screaming that his wife was not dead that he had to be heavily sedated so they could continue with the burial in his very own backyard. That night, the old man had a vivid dream that his wife was not only still alive, but also clawing frantically at the inside of the coffin. He awoke, alarmed, and called the doctor immediately. To put the old man's mind at ease, the doctor agreed to exhume the body the following morning. Once the coffin was dug up, they were met with a horrific sight. The old lady's face was distorted into an eternal scream. Her hands were facing upwards, bloody, with the fingernails completely bent backwards. On the inside of the coffin, there were bloody, frantic scratches. It was the determination of the old man and the doctor that the poor woman had been buried alive and how scary that he sensed that and he knew it enough to call the doctor and the doctor doesn't come over right away waits till the next morning and then you discover that she had been alive she went through this extremely traumatic event being stuck inside a coffin six feet underground and they
0: didn't save her life we have to consider the fact that science and medicine weren't even close to how advanced they are today but there were definitely some precautions taken to ensure a person was not buried alive. One such precaution was the invention of the safety coffin. A safety coffin is a coffin that's fitted with a mechanism that's designed for an unfortunate person to alarm the public that they had been buried alive and that they need help. These designs were patented during the 18th century.
1: And if you have to invent something like this, You know there's a problem. Like, maybe just be a little more careful instead?
0: Yeah, definitely. There was a a big problem during this time. And there's a lot of different safety coffin designs, but one common design involves a rope that's fed through the ground and into the coffin. Above ground, that rope is attached to a bell, so when and if a person wakes up and realizes that they've been buried alive... They can then tug on the rope, which then rings the bell, alarming the public.
1: And imagine being alive back then and knowing, oh, so if I die, I'm going to be put in a safety coffin. And so just in case I didn't actually die, I can ring the bell and someone can come get me. Like knowing that you could potentially be buried alive. What were they thinking? How careless are these people?
0: Yeah, and we're going to get into a little bit more of that later.
1: So unfortunately, a lot of these safety coffins were built without keeping in mind that oxygen was needed so more often than not folks who were buried alive ended up suffocating before they were able to alarm for help. One design that I thought was interesting was a safety coffin that was invented in 1894. This design allowed buried people to hit a signal device with their head which revealed a red flag. While they waited to be rescued, they were able to suck fresh air from a pipe that led from the coffin up through the dirt and above ground. So probably not a great design for places that experience torrential downpours.
0: Yeah, I would assume that this specific design most likely um, a few people probably drown in their coffin because of the water going down through that air pipe. Oh my god, just don't bury people alive. And that's the thing is like so many of these different safety coffins were made during that time. It's honestly crazy just to think of the fact that They were just too quick to bury people, honestly. They just didn't wait enough time to really know whether or not a person was dead.
1: Obviously, that's not an issue anymore as far as I'm concerned, at least in the United States, so there is a way around it. Just wait a little bit. Don't bury someone so quickly, and you won't have this problem.
0: Definitely, and back then, people really didn't think about it all too much because they were still kind of trying to figure out death and burial and what to do with their dead at that point, you know, regardless.
1: Well, especially today with technology and just all the information that we've been able to collect throughout history and just everything that medical examiners know today, you know, it does make sense that people maybe couldn't fully determine whether or not someone was dead without all those resources. But still, just so scary to think about.
0: Right. And going back to the point that we were talking about, about people getting um, hypothermia or being asphyxiated and stuff like that, a lot of times their body would go into this really deep coma where their heart rate would be really lowered so it wasn't beating as often. So doctors, it was hard for doctors to determine whether this person was alive or if they were dead at that point. And like I said before, because embalming wasn't really a thing, they were just like, yep. Put them in the box, put them in the ground, you know. And with a lowered heart rate today, if, you know, you're put
1: in an ambulance or paramedics come to your house, if someone has passed out or something and they have no pulse, they have the technology now to fully determine whether or not there is a pulse and they will wait to determine if there is one. And if there's not, they'll pronounce them dead. So protocols today are way better.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just different times, really. The 17th century saw its share of premature burials as well. It was recorded by a researcher that 219 people narrowly escaped premature burial. 149 people were actually prematurely buried. Ugh. Ten cases where a person was accidentally dissected before death was recorded. No. And two cases in which the embalming process was started but not finished on people who were determined not to be deceased because they literally woke up during the embalming process.
1: Oh my god.
0: Fuck. In the early 17th century, a woman named Marjorie Elphinstone died and was buried in Scotland. A few grave robbers knew that she'd been buried with a lot of valuable jewelry, so they dug up her grave with intentions of stealing that jewelry. But when they opened her coffin, Marjorie let out a loud groan, and the men then fled from the area. Marjorie, who was somehow revived, stood up, crawled out of the grave, and then walked home. And it's said that she outlived her husband by six years after she came back from the grave.
1: Could you imagine being one of those guys and seeing that? Like, what do you think? And what is going through your head? Do you think it's a premature burial? Or are you like, oh my god, this woman's a zombie?
0: I don't know if the term zombie was really coined yet, but I would definitely crap my pants and probably run away. So in the late 16th century, a man named Matthew Wall, who lived in England, had died of natural causes. On the day that he was to be buried, one of the pallbearers carrying his coffin had tripped, falling to the ground and forcing the other pallbearers to drop the coffin. When this happened, the coffin then opened and Matthew rolled out onto the ground. When the men went to retrieve Matthew's body, they realized that Matthew was fucking breathing and Matthew was still alive. Wow. Good thing that guy tripped. Yeah. No kidding. And so after this, Matthew celebrated his resurrection for many years until his actual death, which happened in 1595. Isn't that kind of a crazy story though? Uh,
1: Something, something from beyond just made that guy trip. You know what I
0: mean? Like that was just Kismet for that dude to trip so this guy didn't have to be buried alive. Him tripping just like needed to happen. Like the universe just made that happen so that this guy could roll out and somehow his heart starts pumping again. At first, that guy
1: was probably like, "Shit," you know, because the body just flies out. Imagine you're the guy who caused this body to fall out of a coffin, which is horrible. I know, right? But but then you're the guy who literally saved someone's life.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, you're like you're like. Oh my God, I'm such a fucking asshole. I dropped the coffin. Then you're like, well, actually, kind of, I'm a, I'm a lifesaver, actually. Yeah, so. the,
1: the guy, Matthew, should be thankful for this guy who tripped. So we know that cases like this exist and were somewhat common before the 20th century. But you're probably asking yourself, were there premature burials in recent history? And my answer to you is that you bet your sweet ass there was. Here I was just talking about technology, but such was the case to Angelo Hayes. And Angelo was a 19 year old French resident in 1937, so not too, too recent, but still. And he ended up crashing his motorcycle into a brick wall head first. Ouch. The wreck had pretty much mangled Angelo's head, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. He was then buried the next day. But due to an investigation conducted by an insurance company, Angelo's body was exhumed two days after his burial. And to everyone's surprise, his body was still warm. It turns out that the crash had actually caused Angelo to slip into a coma that required very little oxygen for him to survive, which made him appear deceased. He then was transported to a medical facility where he got proper care until he eventually made a full recovery. After Angelo Hayes' brush with premature burial, He went on to create his own safety coffin, complete with a small oven, a refrigerator, and even a hi-fi cassette player, which he toured across France.
0: What do you think a deceased person would be, well, a claimed deceased person would be listening to on cassette? Do you think it would be like the Ramones or like the Clash or something?
1: I'd pick the Ramones
0: for sure. That would be a great premature burial band. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be buried <laughs> yes. in a pet cemetery. How,
1: how big was this coffin to have a small oven and a refrigerator in it? And how did they put, like, electricity-wise, how was this, how was this possible?
0: I really don't. I honestly don't know how, how that worked. But, I mean, pretty badass, though. I mean, if you did wake up in a coffin, you know, prematurely buried... You definitely want some tunes.
1: Yeah, he was probably just like, if this happens to me again, I'm not going to be screwed over. I'm going to give myself a snack and I'm going to listen to some music until somebody saves me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it already happened to him once. So he's probably like, uh, yeah, not happening again.
1: Exactly.
0: So like we mentioned before, there have been many cases recorded where a person had narrowly escaped being buried alive. One case that's pretty terrifying is the story of Mildred Clark. In 1994, Mildred was found in her home lying on the floor, cold and motionless, with no detectable heartbeat and zero signs of life. She was also reportedly stiff as a board. After she was pronounced dead, she was placed inside of a body bag and was then transported to the Albany Medical Center in New York. 90 minutes later, a staff member at the hospital noticed movement inside the body bag and opened it up to take a look. I wouldn't want to be that guy. Nope. I would not want to be that guy either. And that's when the staff member found a breathing Mildred Clark who decided that she wasn't quite ready for death. Mildred ended up living for about a week longer after this incident before actually passing away. But still, super fucking scary, right? And that was in 1994. So
1: that was 26 years ago, which was not long ago. I mean, I, I understand. She's cold. She's motionless. There's no heartbeat or signs of life. She's stiff as a board. You're going to think she's dead for sure. But again, that wasn't very long ago.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure Mildred was probably thinking at the time, like, like come on, guys. Like, it's not my time quite yet. I've still got give like me, one more week left yeah, in me. Give
1: me a few more days. There was another story that came out in New York in the 1980s, which is honestly super ironic. So, a pathologist was conducting a post mortem examination in a mortuary, which was routine to him by that point since he had conducted those on a regular basis in his career. But when the pathologist had made his initial cut into the corpse's body, the deceased person jumped from the table and grabbed him by the throat which in turn gave the pathologist a heart attack that killed him. If these instances hadn't occurred, most likely these poor individuals would have been buried alive like so many other unfortunate souls throughout history. And that to me is so crazy because he was cutting into this person and then they're like, like they felt it and they were not dead. And then the other dude died. Well, oh my God, that's the craziest story to me.
0: Isn't that such an insane story? Like, you couldn't be more ironic, honestly. It's
1: insane. So anyways, sometimes live burials are not accidents or punishments. And crazy enough, sometimes live burials are voluntarily done. In Africa, it's said that when a Wado headman passed away, two slaves, a man and a woman would be buried with him in order to serve the headman in the next life. That is loyalty.
0: So much loyalty right there, yeah.
1: So the male slave was given a billhook, which is a form of machete, so he could cut wood for fuel in the afterlife, and the female slave cradled the chief's head in her lap in the grave.
0: On occasion, some individuals have purposefully buried themselves to prove their worth as a magician. I've heard that. So, in the first century, magician Simon Magus, I think that's how you say it, also known as Simon the Sorcerer, insisted on being buried alive in order to escape the grave. But unfortunately, three days later, his body was dug up and it was determined that Simon wasn't as magical as he thought because he had suffocated to death. This kind of trick or act had been held very high within the magic community, and very few have attempted such a dangerous stunt. But in 1915, Harry Houdini performed the Buried Alive stunt in Santa Ana, California, but it didn't exactly go as planned. Houdini was buried six feet under the dirt and had to literally claw his way to the surface, which he did, but he almost died in doing so. His hands made it to above the soil, but assistants had to drag him out the rest of the way. As was the case for Anthony Britton, who's a stuntman and escapologist, which I've never heard of. An escapologist? Have you heard of that?
1: No, that sounds like a horrible job or hobby.
0: (laughs) Sounds very claustrophobic, but very interesting. So he attempted the Buried Alive stunt in 2015, he was also pulled from the grave by assistance after he failed to escape, and he also suffered a cracked rib from the weight of the dirt as well.
1: I've definitely heard about Harry Houdini doing it before. Obviously, I think we all know and are familiar with a lot of the things that he's done, but I just it just seems like such a creepy thing to do, and what a scary position to put yourself in, which magicians do all the time, and they kind of have to to one-up other current magicians and kind of show that uh, wow I can do this. Heath and I have a good friend who is a magician and we've been to the Magic Castle before in Los Angeles and it, I think magic is so cool and it's so interesting to see these kinds of stunts but in particular this kind of stunt not like close-up magic like sleight of hand with cards this kind of stuff where, you know, you have like swords going in, you're playing with fire or you're burying yourself alive like that. I just I just get anxiety.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And definitely like a lot of mu- uh, magicians, not musicians, magicians, uh, you know, they want to push the limit. They want to see how far they can go. But it's
1: really scary and in particular with this is that you could die doing the stunt. Anyways, so in particular, these men who performed these Buried Alive tricks were very lucky, but some didn't get a second chance. A magician named Amazing Joe Burris had successfully pulled off the Buried Alive stunt in Oregon in 1989 using just dirt. But on Halloween night in 1990, he would attempt the stunt for a second time, but this time he would up the stakes. This time, Joe insisted that his coffin be covered with wet concrete as well as dirt. On top of this, Joe was wrapped in chains and he was handcuffed. Sadly though, apparently Joe didn't account for the extra weight that the concrete provided and the see-through coffin, that it was plastic, that he was buried in, collapsed. A rescue crew tried desperately to save Joe's life, but it was too late. Joe Burris was buried alive in front of 150 trick-or-treaters at the Blackbeard Family Fun Center in Fresno, California. Pretty strange that Houdini had also died on Halloween night in 1926 because Joe often exclaimed that he was the next Houdini, but even better, which, I mean, again, sounds like they did the same kind of crazy shit.
0: Yeah, and it's honestly, uh, I couldn't even imagine being a little kid, like, going to see this show, and then you think it's just a trick going on, but this dude actually just dies in front of you. Well,
1: exactly, and that's what's so scary about these kind of tricks, is how dangerous they really are. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face.
0: particular fear of being buried alive has also been used to terrify audiences in many different movies. For example, George Sluzer's 1993 mystery thriller, The Vanishing, shows a scene where the main character, Jeff, who's played by Kiefer Sutherland, is buried alive by a disturbed psychopath, Barney, who's played by Jeff Bridges. And Daphne and I absolutely fucking love this movie. I think it's one of the best thrillers that's ever been made.
1: It's the kind of movie where Heath and I often will look for thrillers and just wish for a movie as good as The Vanishing, or we just wish there was a sequel because it's so good. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now.
0: Yes, definitely. So another film that will definitely freak you out is the 2010 thriller Buried, which stars actor Ryan Reynolds. In the film, Ryan Reynolds plays a civilian truck driver based in Iraq who is apprehended by a ruthless group of insurgents. And after some unknown time passes, Reynolds wakes up in a coffin with only a lighter and his cell phone. So definitely, I'm not going to give the rest of it away, but it's definitely a fucked up movie. If you're claustrophobic, uh, maybe don't watch this one. Yeah, you told me about it and I was like,
1: I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And another film that comes to mind is a parody of a slasher film called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which follows a killer that gives us like a behind the scenes look at how horror icons like Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers get away with killing teenagers. That's another one. We just watched that actually again, like last week or something. It's, it's a really good one. And um, Leslie, it, who's the main character, he's obsessed with these icons And he follows in their footsteps in order to create his own slasher legacy. And there's a scene in the film where Leslie meets up with his mentor, Eugene, played by Walking Dead actor Scott Wilson. And when Leslie arrives to Eugene's house, Eugene is buried in his backyard inside of a sensory deprivation tank, which he claims as a professional and retired slasher himself helps him control his breathing and heart rate during his killing sprees. And funny enough, Scott Wilson's character, Eugene, is said to have been the killer Billy in the film Black Christmas. So um, if you're a big horror fan, it's, it's a fun movie for sure. But yeah, there's a little bit of a, a buried alive
0: situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that scene, honestly. Uh, and I love that movie. It's just such a good spoof and such a good parody of the genre. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a fun one.
0: And we also can't forget that Premature Burial was also an execution style used by the Italian Mafia. So, not super creepy, but kind of scary. If you've ever seen the movie Casino, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think this will probably be the last movie reference to Being Buried Alive, but it's probably the most prolific one in my mind. So, another film that prepared a nice Buried Alive scene for claustrophobic folks is in the 1988 horror fantasy film Serpent and the Rainbow. In the film, anthropologist Dennis Allen, who's played by Bill Pullman, travels to Haiti to study a voodoo drug that paralyzes its victims. Unfortunately, the witch doctor, who has possession of this paralyzing drug, isn't so keen on Dennis finding out its secrets. So the voodoo doctor, who's also a Haitian authority figure, Doses Dennis with the drug and places him inside of a coffin. And if being buried alive wasn't enough to horrify you, imagine being buried alive without the ability to move your limbs or scream for help. So you're literally just paralyzed watching yourself being buried. You're conscious and awake when the dirt hits the top of your coffin, but you can't do anything about it except lie there with your eyes open until the lack of oxygen slowly kills you oh my god and you probably can't even scream then no you can't yeah you can't scream and to make matters even worse the witch doctor who buries dennis tosses in a tarantula before the coffin (gasps) is closed and then says to keep him company as he lies there completely helpless by the way bill pullman is rescued and that's a spoiler alert oh thank god but this movie this movie gives me nightmares for sure
1: So that was a little film history for you guys regarding premature burial, but I want to circle back to the safety coffins for a moment that we talked about earlier. Uh, We discussed the rope and bell devices that helped prevent people from dying from premature burial, but one thing we didn't consider is the fact that it could take quite some time to be rescued if you're one of the lucky or unlucky victims that was buried alive with access to oxygen. Like, if the cemetery you're buried in isn't near a public place, it could take days for anyone to notice or hear the ringing of your safety bell. And for that reason, a lot of times a cemetery watchman would be tasked with staying up all night in the graveyard to listen for any ringing bells so that they could dig up the undead. First, holy shit, you have the scariest job ever. I can't even imagine sitting there night after night. Then one night you hear a bell ring, and second, you're the only one there and it's your job to dig up the poor soul who's ringing said bell. And many believe this is how the term graveyard shift was coined. Saved by the bell and dead ringer were also coined due to premature burial. I think what's also crazy to me is that premature burial was such a thing that could happen that they created a job to help save people from premature burial. Like Let's just nip it in the bud before you put them underground.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why it took them so long to figure that out, but it did. The fear of being buried alive during the 19th century had become so intense that people had to come up with ideas that would ensure it would never happen. These included being prodded with a red-hot steel poker during uh, funeral preparations. Oh my god. Having boiling water poured down your throat before embalming. What? And having your head severed and placed in your coffin alongside your body, or having the palm of your hand held under a flame or a candle for an extended period of time, because they were hoping that maybe that would just wake you up.
1: Okay, but the severing of the head, like, if they're not actually dead, you're murdering them.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, (laughs) But back then, they didn't think about it that way. They were like, you know what, I really just don't want to wake up. And apparently, cremation hadn't really become a well-known practice quite yet. But in ancient Rome, it's said that mourners waited up to eight days before uh, they would actually do the burial, giving the supposed dead enough time to become conscious and show signs of life if, in fact, they had been claimed dead prematurely. I mean, that's
1: at least a little bit smarter, but I feel like there's got to be an easier way to determine whether or not someone's dead before well, yeah. you pronounce them dead.
0: Oh, absolutely. And in this day and age, we have a lot better science and technology to help us with that.
1: And that's the thing is this is, you know, we're talking about ancient Rome. So technology is, I mean, you know, non-existent. So,
0: But at least they had the smart idea of like, hey, maybe maybe we should like wait like eight days before we put Johnny in the ground. It's scary, though, because Heath and I were talking about this
1: last night. It's terrifying to think that something had to happen so many times and go wrong for people to know that that wasn't what you should do, like lobotomies, for example. And same thing with being buried alive is before they started thinking, okay, this is probably like we need to think of some other ways to go about this means that a shit ton of people had to be buried alive.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they had to do these fucked up things over and over to know that it didn't fucked work. Up. Yeah, yeah, that it didn't work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> scary. A retired firefighter had another idea for avoiding premature burial. So Pennsylvania native Thomas Purcell created a burial plot for he and his family that was designed with an escape hatch that could be opened from the inside of your coffin. He also instructed that each family member be buried with boards, tools, and bread in case they happened to be buried alive. And I know this may seem funny to most people, but during those times, being buried alive obviously was pretty common. In fact, it was said that at least one person had been buried alive each week during the 18th and 19th centuries. Oh, my God, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of people buried alive.
1: In 1995, yes, 1995, a safety coffin was built by a man named Fabrizio Caselli with features including an emergency alarm, a two-way microphone speaker, a torch, an oxygen tank, heartbeat sensor, and heart stimulator. And this particular coffin was priced over $5,000 during that time.
0: Yeah. And this guy, um, he was an inventor in Italy and he had taken his safety coffin around uh, the country, like basically showing it off and taking it to different um, shows to see if people wanted to buy it.
1: That's just so weird. I don't know. I mean, especially because that was only 25 years ago. So it's scary to think that that would be necessary in modern day. But also, imagine being like, yeah, I'm going to spend $5,000 on this coffin so that I'm not buried alive. Like, you just hope that doesn't happen to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, like I mentioned, you know, before, so, so glad that we have technology and science to help us with that now. And also we have cremation, which basically eliminates that. And I feel like a lot of people get um, cremated more often nowadays than they do get buried, you know?
1: Yeah, I would probably say that too.
0: So, strangers, what did we learn today? We learned that if you lived in ancient times, it's probably best that you don't steal, kill babies, or break your vow of celibacy because you may end up suffocating face down in the mud or sealed inside of a dark cave until you die. We also learned that performing the buried alive stunt is extremely dangerous, and even if you're one of the best magicians in the world, it could end up killing you. So, don't be a dumbass and scratch that from your list of tricks. And finally, we learned that unless you plan on purchasing an expensive and foolproof designed safety coffin, you may want to go with the cremation route. Because you definitely don't want to wake up six feet under the ground in the complete darkness and realize that you're stuck in a bone box and your only escape is guaranteed death.
1: This week's horror tip comes to you from the film Serpent and the Rainbow. If the drug company you work for tells you that they've found a new voodoo powder drug in a foreign country that can paralyze your body and eat your brain, convincing you that you are a zombie that has risen from the dead and that they want you to go and investigate it, tell your boss he can kiss your ass and find another job. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Dark Parts. We're so excited to have the show up and running and we just wanted to let you guys know we do have merch available in the shop. Head on over to thedarkparts.com and hit the shop tab. We have sweatshirts, we have mugs, we have t-shirts, we have all bunch of good fun stuff
0: because uh, you know, you can't go through the spooky time without some spooky merch. Facts. All right, strangers. We'll see you next time in The Dark Parts. Wake up, football fans. It's a Sunday morning encore, live from the U.K. Take your seat. Only on NFL Network. Showtime it's Some of the brightest stars in the game are ready to light up London. Let's go! Giants. He throws it
1: left and makes the
0: catch! Packers. Rodgers
1: going deep. Touchdown!
0: Wake up early and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network.